You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast, and we got a little bit of a special treat today. We are live on YouTube. This is uh, something I've never really done. They've got some new software out, so I thought I'd try it out here just because, holy cow, won the 49ers win, and I wanted to try my best to create a way for people to get their questions in, to have a little bit more of an interactive. So, Please feel free to put whatever it is that you have there in the comment section. Absolutely amazing game. It got off to a horrible start, though. So what we're going to do here, we're going to jump into some of the good and some of the bad, which, man, unfortunately, with any game, we're always going to have good and bad. Here we go. Right off the bat, I think we got to talk about the big elephant in the room, and that is Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo was it was rough (laughs) to be fair it was awful now how much of that do you put on jimmy garoppolo i am not quite sure Uh, you know kyle shanahan in his press conference that just finished up minutes ago you know he said i don't want to put too much on it. i don't want to freak out over it because you know you had two tipped passes and then he got hit twice while throwing the ball now i will say this The offensive line was absolutely abysmal, and not really the entire offensive line. It was Bradley Chubb. Mike McGlinchey played very, very well and able to just kind of keep Von Miller away from anything. But Bradley Chubb destroyed Joe Staley. It was pretty rough, I'm not going to lie. I mean, Bradley Chubb is probably a top 10 pass rusher in the NFL. But Joe Staley is Joe Staley. He just had a really bad kind of 10 plays. So, and once he went out, then Justin School went in at left tackle, and he got the quarterbacks hit three more times, uh, all by Bradley Chubb. So it seemed like whoever was blocking Bradley Chubb just failed miserably. Now, Garoppolo's final stats on the evening were just awful. One for six, uh, zero, (laughs) zero yards, and one interception for an absolute perfect zero passer rating. Yeah, that's not good. (laughs) It's definitely not good. So if you guys are with us the first time, make sure you hit subscribe to 
wherever you listen to your podcast we're gonna i'm gonna start trying to do live shows like this right after the game so that we can get some questions and comments in here now we'll say this what we're gonna do here we're just gonna do a quick reaction show just over go through the drives kind of the big plays update injuries who stood out who didn't things like that and then what we'll do later in the week we'll come back once i can watch the film a few times get snap counts targets missed tackles and all that stuff with a more detailed defensive breakdown than a more detailed offensive breakdown without further ado let's jump right into the horrible news and that's always going to be the injuries that we had 16 players that were inactive before the game even started some of these injuries are much worse than others but you know people like kittle western richburg trent taylor d ford nick bosa those are kind of the big ones i would put jimmy ward and jason Verrett in there as well now, during the game, we had five different people leave at some point with injuries. The big one was Jaquiski Tart. He left with a concussion. It was late in the second or in the third quarter. And I will say this, Tart was the defensive MVP. He had a badass game. He was out there absolutely incredible. Five tackles, two tackles for loss, and a pass defense. He was just all over the field. So that was great to see, but this is who Jaquiski Tart has been. Uh, you know, you don't want to fault somebody for a concussion whenever they're playing that hard. I don't think you ever want to fault anybody for a concussion, but health has always been a concern. Demontre Moore left because of his thumb. Adrian Colbert, who's also hurt quite often. Hamstring. Sean Point Dexter, that one looked like the most severe. That's going to be a knee injury. That just looked really, really bad. Didn't look like there were any con. There was no contact. He was covering the punt, and you saw him just reach low and go limp, which is usually bad. That's usually going to be something bad with the knee. And then also, dj reed with a shoulder issue so th that's going to be something to watch dj reed had a really bad game he was able to kind of come back and save a couple of plays but yeah that, that was that was rough so those are the five injuries that we have that have been told by kyle shanahan we'll just have to see what happens with those my guess is now because the 49ers have three games in 10 days, this was the first one, next game is Saturday, then the following game is Thursday. And so because of that, anybody that has anything, you're basically just on ice. There's no reason to rush back a starter because the third preseason game is usually the quote-unquote dress rehearsal for all players. So next week we're going to see the most action for all starters then week four if you are a starter you do not play week four is basically you know you might get guys like kendrick Bourne or richie james out there but that's gonna be it uh, you know those kind of guys that are fighting for those last few spots that you know we'll have some guys out there that will make the roster but you're not playing any starters you know the quarterbacks will both get a go but it, it's just going to be a mess. You know, we have 16 people inactive today. I think for that fourth preseason game, it's going to be about 30. <laughs> it's going to be twice that much where they're just going to try to protect and they'll start game planning during the week and start install during the week for that as well. Now, let's go through our offensive breakdown in the different charts. Now, here's the deal. Offense was rough early. Offense was really rough early. You know, we come out our first drive, interception on a 50-50 ball to Goodwin. He got hit um, as he was throwing. You don't want to put – here's what I'll say. You love a quarterback that will give your wide receiver the benefit of the doubt on a 50-50 ball. Having said that, you've got to be careful, and you better be <laughs> protected, which he was not. 
So that's the first drive. Second drive, he goes out there three and out, and he almost threw another pick six, which he did get hit again. It wasn't a hard hit or anything, but he was getting hit as he was going through his throwing motion again. Third drive, three and out, and that one was much more on the offensive line. Najee Torin gets a holding call, backs him up all the way up against the goal line, and I would be willing to say the third drive is where Jimmy looked the worst. And so that was the one where I was like, ooh, that looked bad. And then it's third and long backed up, and they just run it out of the goal line and basically wave the white flag, which I understand. I think they probably would have done the same thing in a game if that was the game. You know, they would have done the same thing in a real game. But it did, like, that's what your quarterback's walking off (laughs) the line for. Like, we're, we're done with that. That's the rough part. Now, we come back out. We switch quarterbacks. CJ got to go second, and he played predominantly most of the game. You know, Mullins played last game first, and they said they're going to continue to alternate. He comes out there. CJ gets a strip sack. We get it recovered, thankfully. But again, this is Bradley Chubb again. So you have one guy, Bradley Chubb, that ruined three of our first four drives. And let me just say this. One that shows you how important... The pass rush is, which the 49ers have a lot of, so that's exciting, but does show you how our offensive line maybe isn't as good as we all thought because he was doing this against Joe Staley. So I love Joe, and I think he's the best offensive lineman in 49ers history, and I don't think it's close. However, we do have to kind of take a timeout and say, I know it's just a preseason game. I know it's just a few series. We need to see something else because, and here's the sad reality of it, if one of our tackles goes down, I don't know what's going to happen to this offense. It is it is bad back there. If I had to guess, if if the season started today, um, I think Young, <laughs> a guy that we just signed, Sam Young, would be our swing tackle. And he had a pretty good game, not going to lie. He's got a lot more experience than other guys, but Justin School is not ready. Uh, he got some really good run blocks late. However, pass protection is just a huge red flag for him. So uh, that was, we punted on the fourth drive. Fifth drive, we got a field goal. We had a nice drive. Raheem Mostert kind of created everything on his own which uh, he had that 38-yard reception, which was very uh, – Raheem Mostert had a hell of a game. And if you listened – I'm sorry, if you were following me on Twitter as I was saying things to expect from this game, I said, you know, Raheem Mostert, he's going to have the most touches in this offense. I said he's going to lead us in rushing. He ended up getting six carries for 58 yards and a touchdown. He averaged 97 yards per carry he added on to that two catches for 42 yards on two targets so absolutely great day right at 100 total yards with a touchdown and two receptions just the hell of you know i i wrote this in my notes and i'll get into this a little bit on the next show but i truly believe like i would be just fine with raheem mostert as my number one running back if that was the case i'm not putting him above you know, Matt Breida or Tevin Coleman, but the speed that that guy has and how he just lays it out, everything that he's got on every play, it's fun to watch. This guy ain't going anywhere. He's going to be a part of this team for a while. Um, So we got that field goal to end halftime. So we had five drives in the first half. We come back out offensively and we get back-to-back touchdown drives a touchdown most a 30-yard touchdown off of a great Caden Smith block just want to give a shout out to him he had a good game he had a really good route it created a lot of separation which is kind of the knock on him and he looked pretty good in the the run game as well so that was great it was the best drive of the day seven plays 70 yards was just awesome 
Then the seventh drive, we get a touchdown. That's the Jeff Wilson one-yard touchdown. And that was right after Debo Samuel's end around for 45 yards. And holy shit, Debo Samuel is for real. <laughs> I love that guy. And... You know, we run basically the exact same play two weeks in a row. This was the big play that he made in preseason one, but it was out a little bit of a different formation. The wide receivers were bunched before, but Debo was on the inside. This time he was on the outside. So uh, you could tell they're going to find ways to get this guy the ball. But the fact that you show that two times, that's going to make defenses start to scheme and game plan against stuff like this, which means you're going to have a harder time with man coverage. It's going to scare you out of that. And your backside defensive end or linebacker, you're going to tell them to stay home longer. And so this changes the way everybody plays on the defensive side of the ball because now they're thinking, well, Debo's on the other side and he's somewhat close to the line of scrimmage. Watch reverse, watch reverse. But that affects your mindset as a defensive player and as a defensive coach because you're scared to have that one big play kind of ruin whatever you got. So after the back-to-back -to -back touchdown drives coming out of halftime, we have a punt. That was the huge Kendrick Bourne drop on like the 40-plus yard pass. Good thing is Kendrick Bourne responded very, very well. Ninth drive, we punted. After a sack pushed us out of field goal range. Tenth drive, we got another touchdown. That was Mullins to Bourne for the fade. We got a short field there because we got an interception. It was our first interception of the preseason, which uh, sure enough, it had to be Dante Jackson. Ah, oh, hate that guy. Whatever. Um, 11th drive, fumble by Spate. Probably one of the funniest plays. Good thing the game was locked up at that point. But he just went to throw the ball, and it just fell out of his hands. I mean, just ultimate blooper reel. And sure enough, that's going to be our only touchdown that we allowed in all eight quarters of the preseason so far, and it was off of a turnover, which happens a lot. And then the very last drive is just a punt. Wilson Spate does not look ready. Um, mentally, um, he just doesn't seem to have it. So uh, just a couple things there just on the offensive side. Now, before I jump over to defense, I, I do want to just take some time to talk through just a couple things. One, C.J. Beathard, Beathard, who I've, I've said for a very long time, is I don't think that this is much of a competition. Uh, Mullins is the guy. Mullins looked 100% better, and it's not even close. You know, C.J. goes 5 for 11 for 81 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He did get one sack. You know, Mullins did so much with little. He didn't get near the playing time. He goes 2 for 3 for 27 yards, touchdown pass, and just moved the ball down the field. Like, when you see Mullins back there, you feel good about the situation. He had 134.7 uh, quarterback rating, which, again, he only made three passes. But it, it just was smooth and efficient, which I absolutely love. Now, real quick, just the averages. Whenever we look at running the ball, it's always going to be relatively high in a Kyle Shanahan offense. Uh, Tevin Coleman, you know, he got some work with the starters. Three rushes for 21 yards, and one of his big runs got called back, unfortunately. Breed only had one rush for four yards, and then Jeff Wilson Jr. had 3.7 yards per rush. Walter, 3.7 yards per rush, and then Mostert, 9.7. So you average all that together, it's going to come out to 6.4 yards per rush, which you just absolutely love. Now, as far as throwing the ball receiving, it was pretty balanced all in all. You know, Kendrick Bourne and Richie James both had three targets. Richie James only had one catch for 14 yards. Could have been one of the better plays of the game. 
Richie James was running a deep crossing route from the left offensive left side of the field to the right, and it seemed like he gave up on the pass. It might have been overthrown, but you could tell he was really pissed off and just kind of shut it down. I was pretty pissed at that. Caden Smith had a catch for 17 yards. That was awesome. But outside of that, like that is the entire receiving summary. Uh, there's just not that much that took place through the air. It's just not that type of a game. Now, what I want to do next is I want to transition uh, over to the defensive side for this episode. But again, I will go back through every single person that got any snaps whatsoever. Snap counts, every single thing. Pressures allowed for all offensive linemen. Missed tackles created by the running backs. All those things in another episode. So if you have not subscribed, make sure that you, wherever you listen to 49ers Rush Podcast, hit subscribe because we got a lot of content coming out still on the offensive side. Now, let's jump over to the defense. Uh, I said earlier, you know, Tart was unbelievable. I, I really do think that he can be a difference maker. There's just two issues that he has. One is health and two is inconsistency. He's a huge splash player, but sometimes he guesses wrong full speed, what you like, but it kind of goes wrong. But it, uh, anyway, he played absolutely great out there with the starters. Now, Let's go through the drives on the defensive side. First off, um, we held them. Uh, they got a field goal right off the bat. But again, this was off of the Jimmy G interception. So they had a super short field to go with. But just on that very first drive, uh, again, Tart, two tackles for loss and a pass breakup on that first drive. Unbelievable. I think he single-handedly kept them out of the end zone. Just a great job there. The uh, second drive, there. Uh, we held them to a punt, just solid defense. Kevin Givens um, actually got some some decent work <laughs> up front with the with the early starters, which you know we had basically our entire starting defensive line out outside of Eric Armstead. Which, if you want to say D Ford is the actual starter there, whatever. But I, I consider we have five starting defensive linemen, and I would put um, him in that category as well, Eric Armstead. Um, third drive punt, two offensive holding calls back them up. So it's preseason. There's going to be a lot of flags. The fourth drive, they got a field goal. This was a 12-play drive that looked really, really good, but it was kind of the bend-don't-break mentality. And, you know, it, I have been a person that has trashed our defensive coordinator because he has just infuriated me beyond no end. However, I, I do have to say the defense in the second year under, uh, you know, it looks good. It looks way, way better. I shouldn't say second year. It's really third year, but it, it looks much better. And if you look at, you know, Kyle Shanahan's issues with the offense was red zone percentage you know how often are you scoring touchdowns or kicking field goals and it was the same thing for the defense just bad in the other way we were allowing so many touchdowns we weren't forcing field goals well i understand it's just the preseason but you've got to be really excited uh, about everything that's going on there you know if we look at just the red zone over the past two games we would be let's see here yeah we would be four of six so in our six trips to the end zone We've been able to score that many times, which is absolutely great. Um, so you really, really like that. That's encouraging. But um, we'll see how it goes. It is just the preseason, so we'll just have to see what happens. But right after that, the fifth drive, they kick a 52-yard field goal right before the half. Um, we come back out, and we score on offense, you know, back-to-back -back possessions. They go three and out off of Veloga sack. Then they come back, and they punt after an Azokcha 
sack, and that was close to a three-and-out drive, but Dante Jackson had a holding call on the first play, which gave them a first. Um, but they ended up losing yards on that drive, but still, uh, Dante Jackson, good Lord, what what a what an interesting game <laughs> he had. Well, I, oh, gosh. Dante Johnson, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say Jackson, but he was just up and down. Golly, uh, I can't stand watching that guy play. It was awesome he got the interception late, but still... I think he was targeted probably 12 to 13 times. He was the quarterback's first read on every single play he was in there. Um, but anyway, I digress. Eighth drive, we hold him to a punt. Just solid defense. Nothing really special there. Ninth drive punt. Another Vologa sack with Contavious Street. So that is four straight drives out of halftime where they punted. That is some great adjustments. Just absolutely exciting for that. Tenth drive is the interception on Dante Johnson. The wide receiver just dropped the ball, but he didn't drop it. He, he popped it straight up in the air. Uh, as a defensive back, like that's tip drill 101. Like that's Pop Warner, the first thing you do as a corner. So Dante Johnson made a good catch there. I'll give him that. 11th drive, they punt. And then 12th drive, they finally get the – we give up our first touchdown to a freaking <laughs> slow quarterback. Kevin Hogan runs for 24 yards all over our defense, looking like a poor man's Steve Young out there for the touchdown. But, again, you know, it's the first touchdown that we've allowed, but it was on a short field. That was right after the spate fumble. So it's you can't even really put that – on the defense but you know you'd hope that they would step up like they did in the first drive off of the jimmy g interception but it's it's what it is we've allowed one touchdown on 25 drives which is just man i'm so happy with that and then the very last drive whenever they were trying to run their two minute drill they had a turnover on downs so absolutely enamored with our defense through two weeks and i'll say this you know if we go back to the cowboys game we played against their starters, you know, for the first drive. They kept their offensive line in for the second and third drives. But Denver played their starters um, for the first three drives. So I really like to see that and how they're responding. And again, we say starters. We're still without a lot of people. Uh, basically, our entire defensive line is still not out there. Quan's still not out there. So, you know, we're short five to six starters depending on how you count it up. Now, a couple guys that I do want to run through just on defense quickly. Solomon Thomas. It, it's so bittersweet because here, here's the issue. They come out, and because we have so many guys out, they stick Solomon Thomas right back out on the edge where he has proved over and over again he cannot be successful, and he looks exactly like he has played. Third and long, he's in a pass rushing situation. There's not a back to his side. There's not a tight end. There's not a slot to his side. It's one-on-one -on -one versus a tackle. He's got the three-tech shaded, three shaded to his side as well, so you don't have to worry about that guard. Um, it's just one-on-one, -on -one. and he just runs head into, shoulder-to-shoulder, head-to-head, straight into the offensive tackle and tries to power him back. He's not a bull rush guy. I, I get what he did at Stanford. He can't do that on the edge we've seen it we've seen it we've seen it and they're still doing the same damn thing and then to make it worse 
they have them dropping in freaking coverage. <laughs> um, if you if you follow me on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman, you know I was live capturing and sending out as many game clips as possible because I had a lot of people reach out to me about not having ESPN and then Game Pass didn't have it because that's considered an in market game, whatever. Um, so I was trying to send as much as I could out there so the people that couldn't watch it, but I about lost my damn mind. You got Solomon Thomas out there guarding the flats in a pass rushing situation. He actually made a good play. But um, anyway, they waste so much of his time. Then later on, whenever they put in the threes, they move them in to interior D-line. And I am just so thankful. And he looked awesome. You know, he had this one play where he clubbed the offensive guard and literally lifted him off the ground and knocked him down. It's where he needs to play. I don't know why he can't do that same damn move from the outside instead of locking up with the tackle every damn play but um take that for what you want it's what it is uh another kind of major concern i have who you know sheldon day has been starting from the inside almost all of training camp and the first two preseason games and i like sheldon day he cannot play that nose tackle position you know dj jones was out and they try just to keep Day in there and go small. He is awful versus the run. I understand the pass rushing and how he gets his hands up on the ball and he just makes like explosive plays. He was getting blown off the ball consistently. So that's something that we're going to have to see. And, and, you know, somebody else said to me earlier, sorry to backtrack here, well, Solomon Thomas is just out there because we don't have that many guys. Well, Kentavious Street was sitting on the sideline the whole damn time Solomon Thomas was playing edge. And they didn't put Contavious Street out there until they moved him inside. Like, I would rather all of those snaps on the outside go to him. Um, but take that for what you want. Jay Broomley played great. Uh, Kevin Givens added a lot. Jeremiah Vologas got part of four sacks in two games, and he just got added. So he he's just – that dude can play. Drake Greenlaw, another person that was key here. He played well. He missed a couple tackles early. He took a bad angle once. Got turned around on kind of a screen play, but was able to recover okay. Um, he's playing all right. I, I really wanted a better game out of him, but it's what it is. Aziz, holy freaking cow. This guy's fighting for a spot. Got a pass breakup late. Tackle for loss. He's all over the field. Mayo had a pretty bad game. Um, Leroy Reynolds had the hit of the day if we didn't have a kicker. <laughs> that, that tackle by Mike Wisnowski um, <laughs> was just unbelievable. He just goes out. Mitch Wikowski, that's Monsters, Inc. I keep doing that. Sorry about that. Um, he goes out there and just destroys this guy. It's not even like he just tackled him. He ran through him and over the top of him. Um, absolutely amazing. The 49ers tweeted out at the Madden ratings. I guess he had like a 37 tackle rating on Madden, asking them to adjust accordingly, which was hilarious. But Leroy Reynolds had a great hit. You know, they threw a flag on it just because it looked so bad. But you go back and you look at it, and it was 100% clean, just very, very violent. Um, you know, if we look at the secondary, you got to say DJ Reed probably had the worst day. Uh, outs even before the injury, he had the worst day. It looked really, really bad. Um, it just He was getting picked on. His body language was bad. He got a couple penalties. He had five targets through the first four drives. It seemed like when DJ Reed was out there, he was the first read. And then once Dante Johnson was out there, he was the first read. So it definitely, you know, they practiced against these guys all week. And it's just they targeted those guys. So very interesting. Tavarius Moore, you know, 
<laughs> this is what it's gonna be he's started two games which you got to be happy about however he hasn't been targeted which what do you do with that you know he he's he's playing well but he's not showing up on the stat sheet. He had one great tackle for loss, and there was one, it was a deep dig or a deep crossing route. You can call it whatever you want, but he could have flashed up and made a play. He was a little slow getting there, which this has been his MO. He's a little bit, he hesitates a little too much. He doesn't trust his eyes, and that's kind of what happened there. So Robbie Gold is always Robbie Gold. We know that. Um, he, he played absolutely incredible. You know, he kicked his 42-yard field goal. We would have had a chance to see him do like a 55-yarder if we didn't get a sack on a play, but it bumped us out. I, was, I really wanted to see that. But all in all, I got to say, you know, absolutely great game outside of the first three uh, series for the offense. That was the big bummer of the, the night. But all in all, you got to take it. We're 2-0. and It's a preseason game, but it matters. Our defense has looked absolutely unbelievable. Offensive line needs some help. So um, just in case you haven't yet, please hit subscribe. I'll have a offensive breakdown as soon as they release the film. They're kind of going slow with releasing the NFL film um, during the preseason, but we'll see how that goes. And I will be back with you guys with a complete offensive insane breakdown and defensive insane breakdown. Really appreciate it, guys. And make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen. Take care and stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.